Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the I Hear Design podcast, or if you prefer Finnish, Hey, guys, tervetuloa I Hear Design podcasting. If you're wondering why I'm speaking Finnish and what it has to do with design, stay tuned because we've got a very special episode for you today. So for those of you who may not know me, this is Robert Nieminen, and I'm the editor-at-large of Interiors and Sources. If you've ever tried to pronounce my name or wondered where it's from, now you know it's Finnish. And you wouldn't be the only one who's asked about the origin of my name recently, uh, which brings me to the reason for our topic today, which I need to set up with a little backstory. So I got an email out of the blue recently from an architect in New York who shares my last name and asked if I was indeed of Finnish origin. Uh, And I thought it was a cool coincidence. And after some back and forth, we decided it might be fun to do a podcast talking about Finnish architecture and design. And then while I was attending Design Connections in Savannah last month, I met another Finnish architect and invited her to join the conversation today as well, which she happily agreed to, thankfully. So I'm very pleased to introduce two Finnish architects as my guests on I Hear Design today, Michael Nieminen, who's a partner at Clement Halsbad Architects in New York, and Raya Klar, Associate and Project Manager at HMC Architects in San Clemente. Michael and Raya, thanks so much for being here. Yes. Our pleasure. Yeah. Okay, so um, I can't verify this, but I'm pretty sure this is going to be a rather exclusive kind of podcast in that most people probably won't get the chance very often to hear a few Finns chatting about design and architecture unless they're visiting Helsinki, right? Um, but uh, I think this is going to be a lot of fun um, because while I'm not an architect or designer by trade, um, I feel like it's in my DNA um, and I've spent, you know, the last 20 years uh, writing about it. But um, enough about me. For our listeners who may not be familiar with you all, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourselves, like starting with what part of Finland you're, you and your family are from, how often do you visit, that kind of stuff. So, Michael or Raya, when do you want to go first? Why don't you start, Raja? Okay. Um, I am originally from Oulu from the northern part of Finland. Um, I was born and raised there and came to the United States in my early 20s to attend uh, college here. I never thought I would actually stay here, but after meeting my husband and getting married, (laughs) I'm still here after 20 years of marriage. (laughs) But um, I um, grew up in northern Finland and I try to go to Finland every few years. Now, uh, Now that my parents are getting a little bit older, I hope to see them more often. So I've been visiting them at least once a year. Yeah, and you speak fluent Finnish, I know, from I do, experience. yes. I do. My, as you can tell, I have accent. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. What about, uh, what about you, Michael? Um, actually, my family originally, one generation back from mine, is from rural Lapland. And I wish I knew where. I have a feeling that they were not near uh, any kind of a even village from what I gathered. Um, I have never been to Finland, Okay, but um, I am planning a trip in spring 2021 in conjunction with a conference in Amsterdam, which I'm running as the chair of the National AIA Committee on Architecture for Education. Very cool. So yeah. I, I, I do not speak the language. Mm-hmm. Um, my father, his name was Nilo, N-double-I-L-O, did speak fluently, so I did hear him speaking with my grandparents, mm. who immigrated to the States in their early adult years. Um, I have to say that my mother was Southern Italian, which is not the typical combination, I don't think. 
Um, and I did pick up a little of that language since my Italian grandmother spoke no English. Right. My Finnish grandparents, when they came to this country, lived in a rural area outside of Providence, and my Finnish grandfather was a carpenter. Very cool. Yeah, and that tends to be kind of, uh, I think, common. It's like my, my father was a carpenter as well. Uh, my family hails from Turku, and, you know, I, I speak the language somewhat. I didn't ever study Finnish or, you know, learn to read or write formally, but uh, we do speak it in the home still with my my parents and, uh, and the rest of my family. And just a little bit of historical trivia, um, I'm not sure if that many people know, but Turku, where my family hails from, is believed to be, I think, the oldest city in Finland and, like, the first capital um, but it was almost entirely destroyed by fire sometime in the early 1800s, and it was they were supposed to like rebuild it according to plans by an architect, Carl Ludwig Engel. But apparently, it was damaged again in uh, World War II, and then the capital was moved to Helsinki. So, kind of a little fun factoid there. But um, so I wanted to ask you both also. Um, so, what led led you into a career in architecture and design originally? Like, what was it about that that kind of drew you? Well, for me, I think it was kind of, uh, it just happened. <laughs> um, after graduated from Lukio, which is equal to um, junior college level, I was kind of lost. I didn't quite know what my future would be, where I want to go, what do I want to study. So that was the time when I came to the United States and and then actually realized that that's something that I want to do and went to college here in the United States in California. So design and and, uh, architecture and arts have always been very close to me, and I've been always interested uh, in that. So I guess it was always in the back of my mind, but I never really thought that would be a career for me. But here we are. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And actually, I I would say that my inclination to the visual arts developed in childhood with no real link to my heritage. I started studying architectural drawing when I was in high school in the limited amount of exposure I had to that because actually I grew up in Orlando, Florida, Robert. So in fact, I was not that far away from where you are now. And I've just always been drawn to the arts and I think it must be kind of my uh, immediate family trend to sort of know what one wants to do in our early years because I have a son who is a registered architect and practices in New York now too. Oh, cool. Um, he's, he's 32. He's been many, many places, um, spent the greater amount of his time after getting out of the GSD with an MR2 at Big, but has recently made a move to Deborah Burke. So I have lineage in architecture that seems to be continuing into the next generation, probably much to my wife's disdain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, it, it is funny that you know sometimes it runs in the family. Um, my younger sister actually works for an interiors firm here in Palm Beach, Stephen Mooney Interiors. So she's part mm-hmm. of the industry. Um, as a child, I was playing with Legos. I always thought I was going to be an architect. I didn't realize that I was no good at math. So somehow I ended up writing about architecture and design, though. So I think it all worked out for me. But uh, Anyway, so what about favorite Finnish architects and designers? Which ones have inspired you? Like, what do you like about their work? Are there any in particular that stand out? Well, to me, Alvaro Aldo, obviously. Um, he's. I love the fact how he uh, combines the... Uh, the nature and using natural materials and then also with bold colors and 
and I, I always liked the way he bridges between the Art Nouveau and modernism with the, uh, with the Nordic classicism that he was involved. So I don't know if I ever really realized if it's influenced in my work, but I, I can really appreciate his work. And he's everywhere in Finland. Yeah, I agree. Which makes it a shame not to have visited there, because obviously he and Saarinen would be the two people that I would mm-hmm. name. Although there are other, many other names that um, I probably don't have at the tip of my tongue, but I do follow the work of Finn somehow more mm-hmm. closely than others. I have to say that there's one other Scandinavian who's probably had a greater effect on me, which is Eric Gunnar Asplund. And I think that the link for me to that type of work is more about my fascination with historical precedents across the globe based on graduate studies at NC State because I I worked, uh, I was a research illustrator during grad school on a book called Precedents in Architecture by Roger Clark and Michael Paz, which I don't know if either of you are familiar with, but if not, you should be. (laughs) Um, And it, it deals with ordering principles kind of, and and I really espouse this view that somehow we learn more from history if we divorce ourselves from style. Mm -hmm. That's a great quote. I like that. Yeah, very interesting. So I was going to ask if, you know, how your Finnish heritage maybe informs the way you approach architecture and design. And I know, Raya, you mentioned it may not be that direct in the work that you do today, but I think as Michael, you've alluded to, like Finnish design and Scandinavian design in general, they are characterized by that kind of modernism, minimalism, use of natural materials, as you said, Raya. Would you say that those styles describe your design philosophy today, or how would you characterize your design methodology otherwise? Well, I can tell that um, the bold colors and bold patterns, I can definitely see that using in my uh, K-12 design, which is mostly what I do. Um, mm-hmm. So I think there's a there's an influence on that and, and also bringing the nature in various forms, not just colors and textures, but just um, inspiration from the nature. I think there's always connection to that. I I really have a big link to that. Whenever I go to Finland, my first thing is just I have to go away from the city. I need to go to the summer cottage by the lake mm-hmm. and just be away from everything and just feel the nature around me. Yeah, absolutely. I know. I agree. My parents have a cottage in uh, in Canada, north uh, in Thunder Bay, and it's it's the same. It's very much similar, like the geography uh, as Finland. It kind of looks the same, but they they do the same thing. Just get out for the summers and get into nature. And uh, yeah, and I love that. Even in the design movement today, you know, with biophilia and just sort of the evidence based design that's showing just all the benefits of of that exposure to nature, I think is just really encouraging. Yes. Michael, did you want to respond to that as well, to that question, as far as your design? Sure. sure. Um, I guess I would more likely describe my own sort of approach to architecture as being about economy of means. I guess I think the word minimalism implies something that I don't actually see as being the strongest attributes of Finnish architecture. I am always interested in the use of natural materials. I'm interested in honesty of structural expression, which 
clearly the the greatest finish architects were very good at. I'm I'm interested in highly tuned editing of all but essential elements, which I guess is another way of describing a minimal approach. Although it's a little bit different because sometimes I think minimalism is about sort of that less is more. It's not always the same thing. For me, it comes from trying to think about all the salient elements of a project and then editing down to the ones that are the most important, which is a little bit different than being minimal. Mm -hmm. um, I'm always fascinated by the relationships between built and natural environments. Yeah, and I would say Scandinavian design in general, too, I guess has that simplicity maybe that you're referring to as well. I love how clean it is, and, and there's just nothing excessive or, or that's not needed. Like you said, it boils it down to those essential elements, which I, I think I appreciate. Yeah, nothing extraneous. I guess the thing that I mm -hmm. would like to think is that somehow you get to the essence by not just simplicity, but by rigor and thorough analysis yeah yeah absolutely. i'm sort of a I'm, I'm sort of a programming freak so i'm <laughs> my 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 work is very driven by the needs of users which is a great way to get to the essence of a project because then it's not just about your inspiration if you will yeah, yeah, I like it. I like to be. I like to be inspired by the people I do my work for. Absolutely. Well, speaking of people, um, I can't help but have a conversation about Finnish culture, you know, in general, and things that maybe are particularly unique or interesting or even funny. And um, I don't know. This this may not even be appropriate. I have to edit this out of the podcast later. But like, what one of the observations I always found funny was how you know Finnish people in general, like in public, they don't talk to strangers. They're very reserved. But they could be totally at ease sitting in a public sauna, you know, completely, you know, in the nude, just totally bare. Uh, and it's just completely opposite of what we have, like, in American culture. Like, I, there's just, like, you, there's so many fun little nuances to the Finnish culture. I mean, is there anything in particular as far as, like, Finnish culture that you guys love or find interesting or amusing, inappropriate even? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I like the fact that when you go to Finnish home, you always take your shoes off. Yeah. And... um it doesn't only stay in the in your in your homes, but visiting even schools, which I've done mm -hmm. lately. Um, I visited uh, sub several uh, schools in, in Finland that are kind of up and coming, out of the ordinary. Yeah, the kids take their shoes off, yeah. and um, even in the offices, my. Uh, Good friend, I just visited her new new office, brand new office, and they give you little slippers or little booties if you don't want to take your shoes off. And I think <laughs> it's interesting, um, but in a way you can understand that with the uh, elements of the, the weather and things like that, mm -hmm. and how how to keep your places clean and yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's interesting, and I I tend to do that at home. I take my shoes mm -hmm. off. Oh yeah, my my mother obviously expect that to do from my other visitors. Yeah. Oh no, my mother. Well, that's really and always yelling at us, you know. Take your shoes off at the door, always. But anyway, go ahead, Michael. No, I was going to say that's interesting because I never had that influence from my Finnish heritage, probably because it's not as recent. But mm -hmm. my my son recently married a woman from Southern India, and she has the same. Habit. So I guess it's a, a little bit of a global 
uh, possibility, which is interesting to me because we've started doing it now because mm. it makes her feel more comfortable about doing it when she's in our home, and she makes us do it in hers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think even in Japanese culture, it's a sign of respect to uh, remove the shoes before entering indoors, which is kind of, yeah, interesting. It just keeps things cleaner. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Well, great. Anything else uh, that, that you guys want to talk about as far as you know, architecture, design, culture, anything that stands out to you or just your experience in in the field? Well, I mean, I think we didn't necessarily talk as much about specific influences. And for me, um, Raja, you may not know my work, but my work has to do with the primarily the transformation of historic buildings as adaptive reuses to different uses than they were originally intended. And again, for me, the clarity of ordering principles driving that party, driving all the decisions at different scales, I've never really thought about that in the past as being linked to the sort of rigor that I sense when I look at Finnish architecture, but I think there's some connection. Hmm. And I'm not sure exactly what it is because you're prompting this conversation is uh, making me think about things I haven't thought about before. (laughs) But my limited exposure to my Finnish heritage was always probably in high contrast to a Southern European sort of very warm Italian background. And I always, everyone on my Finnish side was cooler and reserved. And actually, I don't know that they were comfortable in the nude in the sauna. (laughs) They had their, they had their, they actually, my grandparents ultimately settled in Lantana. I don't know if you know where that is, Robert, but Uh right um, before So my, yeah, my visits to them, you know, every Saturday night included the Finnish American Tourist Club where they, they square yeah. danced every every yep. Saturday night. Yeah. Um, I, on the other hand, have gone in different directions because now I'm kind of a avid fitness enthusiast and I'm pretty mm-hmm. comfortable in any sauna or steam room just because I'm there all the time because my great passions are tennis and teaching three spinning classes a week for over 15 years. So my activities kind of revel in the group experience and I tend to be very open to strangers. So I don't know if that makes me not very finished or just (laughs) happy to be around people. Yeah, that's good. I think you got influences of both wonderful backgrounds, Italians and Finns. Yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty it's a pretty um, turbulent combination, I must say, having grown up with it. <laughs> there are really distinct differences in the sort of approach to everyday life. Yeah, well, that diversity is the spice of life, right? It keeps things interesting, so. Exactly right. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, I love those observations. And, uh, you know, I think we could do a whole podcast on some of the idiosyncrasies of culture, but we'll have to save that for another time. So I think that's all the time we have for today. But it's been great chatting with you guys. And so thank you so much for being here. Thank Thank you for inviting us, Robert. I hope we all meet in person sometime soon. Are you going to the national convention, Raja? No. No, I'm not. Well, we'll have to we'll have to meet up with you in Finland then when you go in 2021. Yeah, and let me know well, if you want some highlights that where you want to go. I can definitely point you in that I'm direction. I'm definitely going to tap both of you for some advice about where to go. And I actually, before the convention, I'm going to be in San Francisco for five days. Oh, okay. Um, 
So that's not so far from Sacramento. I know that my my other son, who's a mechanical engineer, they don't fall very far from these design designs. (laughs) Um, And his girlfriend actually have family on her side in Sacramento. So I can't promise that I won't be... Asking yeah, we'll you to have a cup of coffee yeah. with me. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, and that's yeah, exactly. And that's a very Finnish uh, cultural thing, having coffee. So <laughs> that'll be perfect. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Well, thank you again. Um, and for our listeners, thank you guys for tuning in. As always, to my fellow Finns out there, Boyka Huvin, and to the rest of you, be well, everyone. Mm-hmm.